Man, this show finna change y'all. Spoon fed long enough, now it's game on. Flame on Johnny Storm with his napalm. Stay calm, yeah, strong, but it ain't on. Excuse me? But there's power in the question. You'll see that the power's in your essence. Confuse me? But I found it impressive. I constantly responded and found a reflection. Huh. It's also reflective. Now tell me what is info. Disregard, you don't know what your info. Start saying you a god playing limbo. That shit had you at odds with your kinfo. You telling me it came from God cause I'm in rope. Forgive me, but it's hard to compress all his knowledge of self and astonishing in post. To invoke, I'm a god that's within quotes. I've been dope and my conscience a big hope. Accuse me if you think that I'm wrong when I speak with my balls, but this his show. But this his show. Yeah. Welcome. Yo. Yo. Yo, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You are too kind. You are what they call too kind. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is the show. There's power in the question. Information is information. I am your host, Q, doing what I do. So, um, interesting week, guys. Um, interesting week for myself. I had a bunch of crazy shit. Oh, you guys wouldn't believe it. I'm such a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a law-abiding citizen. Come on, y'all. Had some crazy shit happen. Not even going to speak on it. I just I just had these last few weeks for me have been a little um interesting to say the least. You know, in the story everybody has a the conflict, the climax, all that good stuff, right? I've had mine. I've had so many of them. Um, and I know if you guys have listened to my last bully, which actually is the first story time with Q, if you think about it. And then Storytime with Q, the one I named it that when me and my nephew, love you, King, we almost get killed <laughs> for some Funyuns. And I was trying to get some um, some yummy, yummy. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Then those story times, even in those stories, when I'm telling you one story, I'm telling you other stories that are actually connected without telling them to you. So you're starting to see or I would assume you're starting to see. How crazy <laughs> my life has been. And I don't know if it's really crazy, but I like to say that because it, you know, catch people's attention when you say crazy. It's the same reason I like calling motherfuckers stupid. Because it'll catch your attention. You say some shit, you know, God walked on water and I say that was stupid. What? What you mean it was stupid? And then it at least get your attention so I can at least talk to you. Because then when I actually talk to you, you'll find out there's no malice in anything I'm saying. Only thing I'm saying is you don't know. You didn't see it. So you can tell me that the Bible says Jesus walked on water. You can tell me you believe Jesus walked on water, but to tell me Jesus walked on water is a lie. So I digress. <laughs> but anyway, telling all these stories and I like to say the word crazy because I've had so many adventures. That's what they really are. And remember, I told you guys, we are the walking story. His story is great. Cool. It's just a story. Your story is the most precious and greatest story that you can have. You can enjoy someone else's story, but it can never be yours. That's why I love that song, um, J. Cole. I told you guys, if I spoke on J. Cole, I can do my whole show referencing shit. J. Cole has referenced because it sounds like everything I see and all the things I think about, well, not all of them, but some of the things I see and some of the things I think about, it seemed like J. Cole has songs where it's probably referencing what I see. And he's giving it in small spoon feeds, if you will, little, little teaspoons of it. The same way I try to do with my show. Well, I tell you guys a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You guys are actually going to have to go back through the show. If you really want to see what I'm doing, go through, start over and go back through again. Watch the difference in the things that catch your attention that I'm saying. Even when you catch me putting emphasis on certain words, it's simply because I'm telling you something. You know, they'd be like, you know, um, they call it conspiracy theories. They'd be like, if you play this song backwards, is this. If you listen to my entire show again, you will hear what I'm telling you. But this episode, I'm thinking about really going deeper into the vibration and showing you guys. Because I think in the show, I think I do a good job, in my opinion. I hope you guys like it. I hope you guys sharing it. Share the shit. We're trying to get this information out there. What's wrong with telling you you are God? You're the most precious and valuable thing there is, each and every last one of you. You're the epitome of value. You're the only you. There's no other you. I don't get what the problem is. But anyway, 
I'm trying to tell a story about you by telling you a story of me. And I'm telling you in the show that everything is reflective. And I'm telling you that it's all through belief. So if you can be manipulated through your belief into being scared of something, why not choose that same belief and have faith in yourself before anything else? So when I tell these stories, you guys get to see like, man, this story goes to another story, which goes to another story because I've had so many adventures. And um, I have a few other stories I can really break down. But what do I want to talk about today? So I was actually told uh, by my guy, Jay, my guy, Jay, going to tell me, um, he was like, man, you got 18 episodes. He was like, you got good material, you know, start shopping it, start shopping it. And I appreciate his perspective because I've had this perspective also. But the thing for me is I'm not trying to monetize or get an earthly benefit before getting my story out. If that makes sense. Well, it's really not getting my story out. It's really trying to help those people that can really get something from it. So it's really trying to help. I want to get as many people to have faith in themselves as I possibly can. And as I tell you guys, it's not easy. I'm not saying I'm giving you something where here's the 10 steps to being the greatest motherfucker in the world. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. That's that's ridiculous. That's stupid to me. That's stupid. I'm saying that it's possible for so many things. But I don't believe a lot of us are even reaching for our full potential. Like I give you guys the analogy all the time that you're a hundred billion dollar diamond, right? But that's on the earthly realm. But then I tell you beyond that, consciously you are God. So if you can choose and you have the power of choice, you can choose to, with your actions, be whatever you choose to be. So if you choose and you say you have the possibility or capability of being worth a hundred billion dollars, but you only act as if though you're worth a hundred million dollars and that's how you exist. So imagine you had a million dollars and you thought that was all the money you had, the things you buy, how you would act, all that would be predicated on what you believe you have. And I'm the motherfucker telling you, man, there's an account with your name on it. That's worth a hundred billion dollars. This is actually only a hundred million or whatever number I said, <laughs> this is only a hundred million of that hundred billion. This is not everything. You just got to have enough faith to go try to get into your account. And, you know, so you could have been living with whatever you think you're worth for so long that it's difficult to believe someone telling you that because it's too good to be true. How could I just have a hundred billion dollars? So that's what I'm trying to basically get people to see, because I feel like if you only see your worth as a certain level, you're going to act off that level that you believe your worth is. But as I told you, it's all through belief. So when Jay was telling me shop it and get the show out and all that good stuff, it sounds good. I mean, I thought about it. I had my cousin sent me some mock-ups and my nephew sent me some stuff too. And I've already thought through with like t-shirts, keychains, and sayings and putting it over notebooks and I got so many quotables. Let's be real. I got quotables, y'all. I got shit. Don't let your past bully your present into becoming your future. There's power in the question. Like what they call pure is tampered with. The cure can't answer it. You're lost in the world looking for answers. That's answerless. What if your corporeal form is Jesus and your consciousness is God? It's a bunch of stuff. Like I can run through all this stuff. I got stuff written down too. So I get how I can monetize it, but I'm not. I'm not balling. I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm not balling. I'm okay. I'm, I might tell y'all that story one day if I keep doing this uh, because I don't know. Maybe if I do the episode because I have a lot of stuff written. So if I do the episode where I break down and go deep into the vibration and show you guys how it is, that would be close to the end of the show. So I'm wondering, should I go deep in this episode and then just tell y'all the other stuff because I don't want it to get buried. But at the same time, I feel like Y'all got to do some work, put the fucking work in and listen to what the fuck I'm saying. And don't let the fucking mirage of the other shit, me telling you stories and shit like that and trying to make jokes. Don't let that fool you. Don't get distracted by entertainment. Pay attention to the substance. Remember what I told you guys, how I got a problem with beautiful people. Pay attention to what's in it. Just like I use the analogy with the chip bag. 
The bag looks good. It looks like it's all this. You open it. It's barely anything in there. I was actually saying I should break that chip analogy down more just to show you guys what I mean when I say the stuff I say it goes deeper. So um, I forgot which episode was it. I think it was love or convenience, right? Where I talk about the chips. Yeah. So remember in love and convenience, I used the analogy for attractive people where I likened it to a bag of chips. Like the aesthetics are nice, but what's included in the bag is what counts. So if that bag is full of air, would you feel like you got what you paid for? This is what I mean when I say like all my analogies are deeper than what I explained initially, in my opinion, of course, because I can keep going with the analogy to show you how deep it goes. So, okay, let me show you what I mean. Like with the chip analogy, I can show you what I mean. So you pay the asking price for the bag of chips because of how it looked. You know what you like, your preference or what you're in a mood for, and you already read the bag. So you know exactly what you're going for based on what the packaging says. So you pick the bag you want based on how much you want. So like if the bag is big, you want a lot. If the small bag, you want a little bit. So based on the presentation, you pick the bag you want based on how much of whatever that thing is you're reading, you want. So let's say you get a big bag of chips. You want a lot. So you pay the asking price because you want as much of this thing that you want that you can get. So after you pay, you open the bag that you pay for and it's mostly air. How would you feel? How many airhead people have you opened up based on their aesthetics and the shit of like what you read about them? These airhead ass motherfuckers out here that you didn't Oh, they look like this. Oh, they must be. You get with these little airhead motherfuckers, can't even really hold a conversation with them. They don't have your back. That's just my opinion, of course. So just in case you missed the analogy, the words on the bag is referencing what they tell you about themselves. But remember, without experience, you won't know. So even if you choose to eat the chips that you pay for. So what gets thrown away? The bag. The aesthetics. The shit that's supposed to look good. That's what gets thrown away. See me, I believe the universe is always speaking to us in the way it communicates. Like mirrors communicate through sight or your eyes. Words communicate through your conscience. And when people speak, those words become little messengers or messiahs delivering the word of a God. So why lie unless you're scared of something? And what or whom does God value so much that God should fear them? So the question is, what did you do that you know you should not have done for you to even have something to lie about? But as a God, take responsibility and be better next time without blaming anyone else because you have all the power. So basically, Just like the bag it thrown away, because that's the aesthetics, how it looks, what it tells you. It's what's on the inside. That's what matters. Those aesthetics will never last or ever have the value that you do, who you are, what you are. That's what the value is. How you look, what you're talking about, what you're saying, that shit gets thrown away like the bag. Because it's what's on the inside that gives you the nourishment that you need. Because, like, look, don't get me started on the types of love and show you how I use home-cooked meals and restaurant food and sweets to show you the difference in the type of love you can get and what you get. But that's just a little example to show you how much deeper and how further I can take these analogies that I tell you guys. And I know I talk for a long time, but these analogies are just things that have been thought out very far through. And that's why I say them and I stop at a certain point. But I can take this shit. I can do a whole show about one analogy and show you how deeply I thought this through. But I digress. I'm wondering if I should do this episode about the false God society. I can hear the people in my head going off right now. Come on, Q. What? You going to do it now? You want to talk about it now? That seems scary. That's dangerous, Q. Like, hey, hey, hey. Who the God? Who running this shit? <laughs> Oh, by the way, I am not under the influence. I've been laying down all day. I've been chilling. It was my off day. 
Um, I got up. I supposed to been up, went to the gym. I went to the gym two days ago. I'm still sore. I was like, ah, oh, man, I was just sick not too long ago. I'm like, my body still ain't shit. But um, so I'm not under the influence. This is all just regular me. Probably why I'm less enthusiastic. But anyway, I'm thinking I could do this episode, whether it becomes what I got 18 episodes. So whether this becomes episode 19 or not depends on if I go through my writings and decide if I think we should have this discussion now, if I should ask these questions, pose these theories and give this information because it's all my perception. I can't tell you what is or is not. I may be a God, but I'm not the God. And that reminds me. I had a discussion about episode 18. Episode 18 was called. Um, damn, I'm starting to forget. My, oh, no, I know it. It should be. Um, oh, yeah. Episode 18 was a question. Can something perfect create something imperfect? Think about that. That's another shirt. I can make that a shirt and some, you know, quotes and all this. Shit. I got quotables, y'all. But can something perfect make something imperfect? What you think? Think about it. Because if something is perfect, it's without flaws. That's what I would say God is. So how could God, just the title, I don't know God's name. I'm so insignificant compared to the God. <sighs> it's ridiculous, but. I digress, but I was having a conversation because they brung up the other quote unquote gods, the gods that man created that call themselves gods, but they're gods. Whether it's Greek mythology, you got um, Poseidon, Hades, Zeus, you know, Zeus is the leader of the gods on Olympus. Poseidon is the god of the sea or some shit and Hades is the god of the underworld but they're not the god I'm referencing they had parents called the titans who they couldn't kill they had to imprison them had to lock them up so they can rule that's not the god I'm talking about that's not the god I believe in that's not the god I am saying is everything remember I told you guys the god I'm talking about is the god that created everything that sits outside of creation it's not stuck in the Holy Trinity like the rest of us are because it created it the same way you create uh, what I use in one of the episodes. I think I use the analogy of the video game. You create the video game, but you're not in it. You can create a version of yourself in the video game. Yeah, but you're the one that's playing the game. So for you to create it means you're not a part of it. You're not confined to the rules of the game. No matter how close you make the rules of the game to your reality, you would never be under the rules of that game. You'll never be stuck in that pattern because you created it. So those little gods, they're not who I'm talking about. And even in Egyptology, you know, they know I like Egyptology a lot. You think of Horus and Sept and Osiris, um, Anubis, Isis. Um, who else we got? You can, they even got a father, Rao, right? But Rao was the light. Remember, I told you guys in Egyptology, it said in the beginning, it was nothing but darkness. The darkness was the noon. That's what I would call God. Then the noon created a, it anthropomorphized a version of itself, the darkness. So once it did that, it contradicted itself with at the same time created its reflection, which is the light. Why I tell you guys, I believe that um, one of the reasons I tell you guys, I believe creation was created in reflections to live out the patterns for the reason it exists. My opinion and belief. So the noon would be the God I'm referencing. The created that created creations without a creator. That's what I'm talking about. So if God that I believe in is perfect, which I do believe, how could something perfect create anything other than something perfect? Because if something perfect creates something, just by it being perfect is going to create it exactly the way it wants it to be created. So, hmm, how about this? Let's go into it. Whether or not this is episode 19, we'll find out. But let's talk about how our power, how confused we are. And I can use it with the concept of 
I don't know, media, TV, news, your job. But I, I think we could stick with like television and movies. What is it? The FCC, I think. People focus so much on what they don't allow you to say. Like you can't say certain slurs and things like that. Like even if I try to put these shows on YouTube, which I might do, I think I'm going to do it. I believe you can get demonetized for saying certain words. I just think that's interesting. I think that's very interesting. Not even in the concept of this country where they tell you have freedom of speech and expression and contradict it. I'm not even talking about that, but that's just another thing with the false God society. But I think people focus too much on what they don't allow you to say or what they try to stop you from saying. How about try focusing on what they allow to be said? Because in my opinion, that would show the patterns and help reveal intentions. There's a thing in the Bible that says, beware false prophets. In my opinion, only a false prophet can come from a false God like society. Because as I told you, God, the true God in which I believe cannot lie because it speaks creation and existence. So if a, a little G God gets the gift of prophecy from the true God, they can only have truth to speak because that's their only source to pull from. But when you have something false made from something lying and using something false to manipulate you to believe it's real, you can see why I would produce something false, i.e. a false prophet of which we should beware. So let me explain what I mean by this. The something false is what's called society acting like God. But remember, I told y'all that even actors get off work. But I digress. I digress. Let me stay on topic before <laughs> we be going in a whole nother way. And I'm trying to just give y'all this. All right. And I'm not under the influence again. Ain't did nothing today. Sobriety. <laughs> so something false is society. What's lying is the rumors, you know, like the media, etc. So they're lying, saying what is right or wrong, telling you who's good, who's bad. When they don't have the power nor knowledge to know what is right or wrong, good or bad. We are all just guessing. Only God can know what is. But they repeat it so much with words, you know, words I call messengers or messiahs because they deliver the word of God, you know, words that are spelled. And the repeating of words, isn't that used in worship for believed in gods or incantations? You, you ever heard a song like you didn't like it the first time you heard it, but you heard it so many times you started to like it or it started to grow on you. So if you hear something repeated enough, maybe it grows on you. Or you start to like the stories. Then we get stereotypes. So you have something false. Society acting like God. Made from something lying. Which is the rumors. Media from strangers. Acting. Remember in the earlier episodes. I broke down my perspective. On the saying art imitates life. That I think you must learn yourself first. Then experience and learn the world. Instead of learning whom you are from the world. Because instead of you telling the world who you are, you let the world tell you who you are. You, you, you go get go listen to the episodes. Oh, trust me. If you hear, I hope you went through. Because instead of art imitating life, you become or your life becomes an imitation of what you call art. So you have something false, society acting like God, made from something lying, rumors, media, and shit from strangers acting. Using something false to manipulate you to believe it's real. That's fear. How many times have I told you fear isn't real? But it's the best tactic in this war because you are something too powerful to defeat. The only thing that can defeat you is you. Because you are a <sighs> How many times I got to tell you? How many times I got to tell you? So if I have to go to war against a foe that can only defeat itself, how can I convince them to defeat themselves for my benefit? How about I make a false enemy to distract them while finding a way for them to give me their power willingly but unknowingly? It sounds very complex, don't it? Sound like, how the fuck you going to make me give you some willingly without knowing it? This is why they have books like The Art of War. 
the 48 laws of power. They have things where they're showing you this stuff is. <sighs> don't get me into. Oh, you know what? Let me let me take. OK, so I make a false enemy to distract them while finding a way for them to give me their power willingly, but unknowingly. How about I tell them that they are less than all the things they created through stories? So I tell them you're less than everything you created. And the way I tell you that shit is through different types of stories. So the question becomes, why would they listen to a story like it's real when information is just information and they have all the power? How about I convince them to give their power away through belief and rumors like religions, science, media stories and tales of history? So then the question becomes, why would they give away their power about something that they can't perceive themselves when they are always in their gift of the present? How about we scare them into doing it through fear? How could that be done? Religions will tell them that they are imperfect and they should serve penance for all their mistakes or they will be punished by something greater than them. Then science will say, that they are just made up of matter and elements and they just formed from nothingness and they're just animals. So when they do horrible and immoral things, they're just acting out their animalistic behaviors. And when they die, you just become soil. So there's no ramifications for your actions that were done while you were here, despite being like a virus to the earth that was given to you with climate change, viable soil shortage, floods, wars, Viruses and diseases that never existed. Anyway, I digress. I digress. Don't get me into that. Then they give you the media. Then the media stories and tales of history will be constantly repeated like an incantation until it's believed. And just like that, they become powerless and we become powerful because we're the only ones that know the truth. Like when I put on my post, I push these little hashtags and I put them there strategically. First one is use your brain. Next one is knowledge is power. The next one usually is there's power in numbers. I haven't been using that recently, but there's power in a question. Information is information. You are a God. So it can seem brilliant, but it's so straightforward. It's like if you're watching a movie. And the movie starts and you see the guy with the knife in his hand, blood over his clothes. And the movie says, we're trying to figure out who did the killing. When you see the motherfucker with the knife in his hand, blood in his clothes, you might tell yourself like, nah, it can't be him. They trying to set us up, make us believe it's him. And you go through two hours of the movie just to find out it was him the whole time. Wasted a bunch of motherfucking time going through all that shit. The movie, they was going through days and years trying to figure this motherfucker out. It was right there in front of you. It's simply complicated. Just like a free throw for those who like basketball like I do. But do y'all remember the equation I gave y'all about existence? Conscious thought supersedes all creation in the third dimension. So I think that's why it says beware of false prophets. Because if existence is made mathematically and someone understands the equation, they can manipulate you into creating the reality they want. It is a great war tactic. But people like me that see it have the same choice to make that I tell you about fear or faith. Fear is that if the enemy can see that I can show you what you are to protect their power, fulfilling, I can go the way of Tupac, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, the Socrates character from literature and the Jesus character from the Bible, just to name a few. But faith is saying, despite all that. I believe that everything has a reflection. So if all that negative can happen, an opposite and equal outcome has to be just as possible where we rise our conscious collective and not give in to fear because there's some pain in it. The same way I say we're all having the same battles no matter which level you're on. You only have two choices, fear or faith. And I think I gave you guys the analogy before. I said, think of it as in a courtroom. Fear comes in there. So much logic, dressed all well, presenting itself, doing all the aesthetics, giving all these good reasons 
about shit that has already happened. Fear doesn't have to lie. Fear makes you lie to yourself. Fear tells you everything that happened. But like I told you guys, yesterday is every moment before this one. And all you have is today. Yes, we are stuck in the Holy Trinity. This is true. In every form, time, space, matter. Today, tomorrow, yesterday. Born, live, die. You are stuck in the Holy Trinity. And I get it. So fear is going to have all this logic about shit that happened yesterday. You're not in yesterday. Yesterday can't hurt you. I don't give a fuck how scary the story is. It cannot hurt you. I don't care if it's a story of a time you got hurt. It's not happening now. Just because it did happen doesn't mean it will happen. That's faith. That's what faith argument is. This is why faith is relegated for gods. Because it's illogical. Just like love. That's why I told you guys I can do this whole show and show you how everything applies to love. This is why I tell you that you're that coal, that dirt. And love is the pressure that can make you into that hundred billion dollar diamond. I don't believe any of us can reach our full potential of what we truly are without our reflection, without that love. I think that love applies the correct pressure to go forward. Pain and all. I believe love is the greatest thing that one God can give to another. They even tell you this in the story of your Bible. For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. Peep the analogies of the story. Don't get so caught up in the literal. Peep what it's telling you. When God gives love, it'll give things that are unimaginable. We'll make such so many sacrifices. I gave you the analogy with the Jesus character from the Bible. Pay attention to the sacrifices through love. Love is everything to me. I believe love is the gift that we give. If a motherfucker got a million dollars and buys you a nice, expensive chain, watch, some sort of jewelry or whatever, a car, yeah, that's cool. But what did they sacrifice? Because that same gift from a motherfucker with a million dollars that bought you that expensive gift, I can have $4 and give you three just because I'd rather you not go hungry than I eat. That's love. Love is a vibration that's so fucking ridiculous. That's what irritates me when people try to give it and they try to use it as a form of manipulation through fear. Oh, no one's going to love you like I love you. Love doesn't need fear. Love understand that fear is there. But love has so much faith. Faith is relegated for gods. So when faith says it's argument, it's a lot of belief you got to have. And all faith is trying to show you is you're doing the same thing with fear. You're just so scared you think it's real. You believe it's real. Why not have faith in the other side? Just like addiction. Why is it that the release of endorphins, the release of dopamine is so addictive when you do something negative to hurt someone else? So when you do something to hurt someone else, it's an addiction. But you can get the same release, the same dopamine, you know, going by science by doing something good for someone. You can get the same shit. It's the excuses. It's the bullshit. It's the lack of responsibility and so much fucking blame. You are God. You're capable of anything. Almost anything. Your third dimensional form is limited, but you're still capable of a lot there. That's a hundred billion dollars. Imagine what you could do with a hundred billion dollars. And I'm telling you, that's what the fuck you are. You have capabilities that you haven't tapped into. And it's love. Where that love comes from, you need it. You yearn it at every level. This is why I talk about the concept I should do a parents episode. Should I do a full parent? I could just talk about parents now. Uh, now nah, I don't want to do that because it's I'm a little time in here. I'm not trying to give y'all too many long ass episodes. I want y'all to get to the point. I'm going to try to end this then. Okay. It's so much stuff I could tell you guys, but beware of false prophets. Remember that the prophet has no power over you. What does the prophet do? tell you something that God said for you to do it if a false prophet came up to you and told you some shit and you didn't believe or act off of it the false prophet would have no power are you peeping the correlation beware of it 
If you see a sign on the fence that says, beware of dog. If you never go into that motherfucking fence for the dog to eat your ass, and not in a fun way, what would the dog be able to do to you? Unless the dog gets out, but the sign there gave you the warning to just be cautious. Because if you fall for this, it can really fuck you up. So I think beware of false prophet is saying beware of a false reality you can be manipulated into creating where you lose yourself. Maybe that's why the first commandment says, I am the Lord your God. And if you say it, who's saying it? If you say the first commandment, who just said that? Maybe it's all analogy to get you to believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Be worthy of these things. Create the reality that you want. And when we come together, we have so much power together, we can create a myriad of things that never existed before. Just like a thought comes out of nowhere, comes from nothing like a big bang. So I think all these stories, I think they're beautiful because the conscience of God, we were gifted, will always speak even when you can't perceive it. But it doesn't mean it's not there. So beware of false prophets but seek assistance from the true ones. And you are a God, so only you will know it. But you have to be yourself first. Don't let the world tell you who you are. Learn who you are. Then experience the world and learn the world, and these things will become more clear. This is just my opinion and my belief and how I see it. I am very interested in how you see it. I love conversations like this. I love talking to people. I love trying to help people. So I get it. I would love to have a situation where I can make money off my show, get all these benefits from it and all that great shit. And I have to go to a job I don't like and pay my bills, live comfortably. That would be beautiful. But that's not why I do the show. I have a yearning to do the show. I have a yearning to want to help people. I have a yearning that if I see somebody reach their hand out and ask for help, I have a yearning to reach mine out to try to grab it and help them if I can. I have a yearning to beat the shit out of a bully. I have a yearning to show you that you're strong enough that that bully is not stronger than you. This is a yearning that I have. So, of course, I would love to make money off what I believe is my gift. But I didn't create it. I believe it was given to me. I can be ignorant and arrogant, but that would be invoking the devil, wouldn't it? Isn't that what I told y'all I believe? And I know how difficult it can be to try to tell somebody, hey, I'm here to help when they can see your benefits. I grew up poor. I told you guys, I've seen them social workers and all these people come and speak to you. Speaking of that, I could just tell y'all this. So the same school I had all the fights in where I stopped the other story, I think it was episode 16. So it was. Story time with Q, chapter two, um, where I stop when I get to Mr. Burns. The same school. There's a lot happening in school in a shorter period of time. But it was a guy. His name was Mr. Lewis. He might be dead now. If he is, R.I.E., hope you're resting into eternity. But this motherfucker, Mr. Lewis, I'm 10 years old. I still remember this motherfucker. Real dark skin, had a white beard. He came in and he drove this white car. I don't know what kind of car it was, probably a Ferrari or something like that. But he came in and he spoke to the whole class. And he came in and he asked us, like all of us, it was mainly, I think it was just all the boys, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. I do know we had some auditorium meetings where it was just all boys, then the girls would go. But I don't know. I know Mr. Lewis was in our classroom, but I didn't really pay attention to see if it was boys and girls there because I was really just captivated by him speaking. The things he was saying, it wasn't that he was saying something that was so mind blowing. It was his story that was just amazing to me. I'm poor as fuck. He's telling me that him and his wife make over $100,000 a year. He got a little gold chain, a little older dude. He's a little chubby, too. But he's, he's fucking cool as shit. You know how the kids be. We talk shit. We laugh. He never got rattled. That's the fuck you adults need to pay attention to. Kids don't give a fuck when you're trying to prove to them some shit. You the adult. You're going to be cool by being yourself. And then, in reflection, well, subsequently, you're going to teach that kid that being themselves is cool. How the fuck is the kid looking up to you, but you trying to get the kid's approval? Don't be stupid. Anyway, so Mr. Lewis was there just talking. 
he was talking for a while. He was telling us about, you know, we in the hood. We ain't going to make it past 25. This is shit they told kids when I was coming up. <laughs> you ain't going to make it. You might not make it past 25. Damn, I'm going to be dead. <laughs> and then you see so many people dying before they turn 25. You're like, I can see what he's saying. But outside of all that shit, he was just talking about, and the thing that stuck with me, him and his wife make over $100,000 a year. At this time, you know, coming up where we come up, motherfuckers' mamas get them um, SSI checks or some shit like that. And it'd be like 500 and some dollars a month. That was the goal. Like, man, if I could just make at least 500 to a thousand dollars a month, like you'd be thinking like, man, I don't got to be as hungry as much. And boom, boom, boom. Because you see the shit, even in your commercials, like I say, perception, the media, I'm watching fucking commercials. This shit is fucked up. Shouts out to my guy, Cal, because he made me see something differently. I was only 24 when I, my mind changed. It took me to 24 for my mind to change on things that I can possibly get financially in this third dimensional plane of existence in this country. Because coming up, we used to see commercial was motherfuckers be dancing, telling you to get a GED and shit. Like, oh shit, get your GED, earn up to $25,000 a year. I was like, damn. I thought that was balling. I thought you earn $25,000 a year, you balling. This motherfucker said he made, him and his wife made over $100,000 a year. God damn, nigga, you rich to me. I'm trying to get to 500. And I just remember being stuck with that shit. And he, after he said, I didn't give a fuck about nothing else he was talking about, really. Except for all the good shit, like his car. Like, that's the shit I was paying attention to. All that telling us what to do and we gonna die before 25 shit. I ain't give a fuck about that. But it was his perspective. And I get that. It was his perspective. And in his mind, it seemed like he thought he was there to help. He didn't work at the school. He came up there trying to talk to little, you know, quote unquote, black boys and girls that are in the hood in hopes that we can be something better. That's how I took it. I don't judge people for whatever they are consciously. I wasn't always here. I was somewhere else. I told you guys the story with me and my nephew. That was stupid shit. And that's only a couple stories. <laughs> I got a bunch of crazy shit I done. But in that time and at that mindset, my intentions was in my mind, I was doing this good thing. Like, yeah, my nephew ain't going to get bullied like me. That's what I'm thinking in my mind. I'm trying to avoid my nephew from going through the pain that will last with him like the pain of Chris punching me in my mouth all them times and bullying me when I wanted to be everybody's friend that stuck with me and other things that I haven't even told you guys about. So with Mr. Lewis coming up there talking to us, I appreciate him giving us something he can never get back. He gave us his time. The same way I tell you guys that listen to me, I appreciate your time, your attention. Dude, you're paying me once you give me your attention. So I want to make sure I'm worthy of that attention instead of just telling you some bullshit. So that's when I tell you I appreciate it and I love you guys that's, that can hear my voice. I'm serious than a motherfucker. I'm not some famous motherfucker to tell you, oh, I love my fans. Just to say that shit because I got a monetary gain. That's why I know that shit can make it cloudy. That's why, like I said, I do it for negative monies. I pay to do this shit because it's a yearning I have. So with Mr. Lewis coming up there talking to us, Motherfucker, talk, he making over 100, him and his wife are making over $100,000 a year. See his car he drive, gold chain, look good, lined up. Motherfucker doing it. Then he went around the classroom and asked everybody what they wanted to be when they grew up. You hear all the kids making their little stories. Uh, I want to be an astronaut. Uh, I want to be a supermodel. Uh, I want to be an NBA player. Uh, I want to be a doctor. Uh... I want to be a doctor too, but I want to do surgery. I want to be in the NFL. I want to be. Like everybody's going through their shit, right? I told y'all I wasn't the best kid in school. I was always smart though. I always did work good, but I was what they call the class clown, right? <laughs> this is actually, I think the class in between the bitch, Miss Thompson, I told y'all about and Mr. Burns. This was the, um, interval if you will so when miss thompson kicked me out of her class and said i couldn't come back after i got suspended for cursing her out i had to figure out a class before they got me to mr burns and i was in this class probably like a week or two or whatever probably not even that long but i remember he was there and i was it was so perfect that he was there it was such a beautiful thing and so i'm sitting in the back of the class right because the teacher even knew i came in there ready to make jokes and shit but she liked me though this teacher liked me and that shit was so it was so weird to me that she liked me 
And she used to explain to me that I was so fucking intelligent. And that shit made me feel good. Now, of course, my mama used to gas me whenever she was there. But to hear a stranger say that meant so much to me. Now, granted, you guys see I talk now. I tell you, you don't need outside validation. But as a kid, you're a little deity. You growing up, you're trying to build the confidence in yourself to have faith in yourself. That doesn't happen a lot, it seems. That's why I can do this show now. And people that are in their, their teens, their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, their 70s, they can hear my show and still get something from it because they, didn't, they don't have enough faith in themselves. But this is one of the teachers that didn't even know me that long. She was able to read me like a book immediately. She saw that I was in pain. She used to pull me to the side and talk to me. If I had some fights before I got to her class, she wasn't like that bitch, Miss Thompson. She would pull me to the side and talk to me like your lip bleeding or you got this so I can see how dirty your what you call it. She used to hand me snacks and shit. You're not supposed to eat in class. She would hear my stomach growling, pull me outside and give me some like she started used to bring snacks. She used to have this little drawer and she would bring snacks for me to eat on if I didn't get it to breakfast in time or if I was still hungry. And she heard my stomach roar. She used to look at me and know something was wrong. I love that teacher. I'm mad I can't remember her name. It's fucked up that I remember the bitch. Miss Thompson name, but I can't remember this teacher. Now, granted, it was only a few days, but that was just so amazing to me. I appreciated that so much. And then even in her class for Mr. Lewis to come, she probably facilitated it because he didn't work there. But they get to me in the back of the class <laughs> with my little class clown ass because she knew how to manage my little silliness. And he asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up. This shit going to sound like a movie probably, but it's what I said. And it's been the same to this very day. I told him I just never want to be hungry or homeless again. You should have seen the look on his face. Kids, some kids was looking like, damn, other kids didn't give a fuck. And my teacher, I think she cried, if I'm not mistaken. But I said that shit with such sincerity and I was so serious. I didn't have any aspirations. Like I told you guys, R.I.E. Squirrel, who built my first crate. Yeah, I thought I was good at basketball. You know, he was he gassed me a little bit before he got killed. Man, when you make it to the NBA, that shit felt amazing, dude. But I don't have belief in myself that I can be something other than what the fuck I'm from. I'm from the trenches. What I look around is what I see. I see drugs. I see killers. I see addicts. I see horrible people. So how can I be anything other than my surrounding, than what I see? My perception had to be expanded. And this is what these people did. And I'm trying to pay it forward with the gift I was given. If the gift was given to me to see these things the way I do, what benefit is it for me to hold it? Isn't a gift meant to be given? Because it's not a gift until you give it to someone, until you gift it to someone. But when I told the motherfuckers, I just never want to be hungry or homeless again. Teacher tearing up. I think she cried. I think like she cried. I think I remember her crying, but I'm not 100% sure, and I don't want to lie. So I walk up to the front of the class. Oh, yeah, I, I got to tell you why I walked up to the front of the class. <laughs> Mr. Lewis told me to come up there because he was stuck. He had no reply. He was stuck. And I'm just standing there waiting because he would say something to everybody's reply. He told me to come up to the front of the class. Now, mind you, I am holding back tears because I just realized I am about to be put on display. I'm Dirty Quentin. You feel what I'm saying? I'm the little dirty little boy. I'm about to have to stand in here, stand up here in front of all these kids who I think are doing so much better than me in life. And I just told a very vulnerable thing. And you finna come up here, what you gonna embarrass me? But I was so, I had so much admiration for Mr. Lewis. Just from what he said. Just from what he said. I never seen a check stub. I saw his car. I saw how clean and well put together he was. I never even seen his wife. But what he said, I was enamored. Perception. What you see, what you hear. Proceed your perspective, ideas, beliefs, decisions, actions. If you guys have been following the show, you know the equation. So I go up to, I go up to the front of the class. And I forgot what he said, but I remember he was just talking to him. He kind of like bent down. And he just said like, like he had said something. I wish I could remember what he said. All I remember is the feeling that I had. I had the feeling that I wanted to cry. 
but I couldn't explain why I wanted to cry. So all I did was use all my energy to hold back tears and make sure I didn't cry. But I appreciated that for Mr. Lewis. But yeah, so just want to tell that story and um, just wanted to explain that, of course, I would want financial and earthly benefits to live a better life. But I've been blessed. I'm not hungry and I'm not homeless. I'm a little hungry. Not just eight. I'm good. I have a roof over my head. I can eat. I've been blessed. I am continuously blessed. The thing I asked for, the thing I said I wanted was given to me. And I understand that may be a problem to some people. Like you can be in a relationship with somebody and they want you to do more. Like what? That's all you want? I want the vacations. I want the expensive shit. I want. I don't mind giving that. If I can give it, I, I don't mind. I don't mind if I love you. I told you how important love is to me. I'll give that. I'll go get it. I just ask that you love me back. It's not a lot in my opinion, but it can be a lot to somebody. It could be a little bit to somebody, but when I get it, it can be everything to me. Perception is your own. So I do the show for negative money. I do it out of a yearning that hopefully I can pay it forward and someone hear my words. And even if it just make your day a little bit better, just a little bit, that's success to me. So beware of false prophets, but seek assistance from the true ones. And don't let your past bully your present into becoming your future. Because what they call pure is tampered with. The cure can't answer it. You're lost in a world looking for answers that's answerless. Man, the show finna change y'all. Spoon clear long enough, now it's game on. Flame on, Johnny Storm with the snake palm. Stay calm, yeah, strong, but it ain't on. Excuse me, but there's power in the question. You'll see that the power's in your essence. Confuse me, but I found it impressive. I consciously responded and found a reflection. Mm. It's also reflective. Now tell me what is info. Disregard, you don't know what your info. Start saying you a god playing limbo. That shit, hey, yeah, it odds that you can't vote. Telling me it came from God because I'm man wrote. Forgive me, but it's hard to compress all this knowledge itself and astonish an impulse. The invoke, I'm a god that's within quotes. I've been dope and my conscience a big hope. Accuse me if you think that I'm wrong when I speak with my balls, but this hit show. But this hit show.